So I've never opened a podcast before. So That's I'm what no she idea said. The... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you let me finish the sentence before you get into That's what she said. So what's going on, guys? It's it's me again, Anthony. I've, I've, it's honestly. It's your podcast. It's our podcast. But it's it, fucking podcast. Okay, now, honestly, I feel like I'm like sort of giving me like 50% control. Because so can we share like the 10 cents that you make off this podcast? Correct. <laughs> oh, good. I'm transferring you five cents straight after this episode goes live. Thank you very much. That's some fucking like, that's some good dog. That's some prop. We're quitting our jobs. Dude, I'm... I, I Fuck don't need, working I'm, for the men. I know. That's what we're doing from now on. Thank you. Um, hi, guys. It's us again. Uh, thanks for listening and tuning in. Thank you for not bullying us since the last episode. We tried to keep it like a two week. I was gonna ask, you didn't get any bullying. No from abuse that? sense. It was just okay. a thank yous. So thank you for the thank yous. That's good. And thank you for no abusing. <laughs> no abuse. We will try and actually make this more of a regular thing because, like, I actually find this genuinely fun to do. And we have these fucking chats as is. It's literally. Well that's what I'm saying. It. Before you click record, like, yeah. like, I was getting very nervous before we click record. I'm like, it's literally just the same like two hour long chats we have. Correct. Just with a microphone. In front. <laughs> literally the just same shit. Recording the same thing. So we had a few topics in mind today, but we're going to start it off like very easy yeah. and like lighthearted and stuff. So just before we started recording, um, we were talking about our first iPhones and our, how our experiences were and like just reminiscing on the past, I guess, and how we are both very big mm. Apple fans. Yes. Like diehard. Like, yeah, uh, not like the, not like Samsung fanboys are, but that we'll get into that. <laughs> Sorry if you're a Samsung fan, but I'm calling you out here well and truly. Like, why are you doing this? Like, fuck your camera quality. <laughs> Whenever you post fucking something, we know it's And I want to explain why it. on Instagram and Snapchat, Samsung, Android photos in general are ass. There is a reason for it, and I'll explain in a sec. I learned it on your birthday, actually, from Joe. Hi, Joe, if you're listening. Yeah, shout out Joe, Mad Dog. Uh, yeah, um, he explained- yeah, he, he probably knows it as well. Yeah. So apparently, like... The app captures a photo from the yeah, camera. Yeah, so well, fuck it, let's get into it. Basically, the reason that Android, Snapchat, and Instagram quality sucks ass, that's my professional explanation Thank of you. it, is when, when Snapchat and Instagram make the app for the iPhone, they use like the API or the plugin, I don't know, the fancy coding terms. They use a certain plugin that actually lets them use all of the camera hardware. So like if you're if you've got like the latest iPhone 13, you're getting like the best camera quality and selfies and all shit like that. Because there's so many Androids, it's apparently very hard to do that on the Android operating system. I've mm. been I've been led to believe. So what they do, they basically just they only they record essentially what's in the viewfinder, not what's actually coming out of the camera. Yeah, Not, so it's like a screenshot of yeah. the screen. So if you take a selfie, you're actually only getting like what a basic picture of what the viewfinder is getting. Not, it's not using a hundred percent of the hardware. Yeah, I'm probably explaining that really badly, but it's something like that. Which sucks because I remember when I had my back tattoo done, um, my artist had bought just like the newest Samsung at the time. Yeah. Was like last year, she was like, like I don't I might be exaggerating the number, but it's like twenty megapixels or something. Yeah, shit. no, it's something insane. Like something insane. I was like, okay, so the quality needs to be fucking incredible. Yeah. So she takes a photo on her like camera, it looked amazing. Takes a photo on Instagram and I was like, um, where what is this? Yeah. I don't know why Siri is like What is I don't know why Siri is popping up. Anyways. Um yeah, she's they're always listening. They really are. <laughs> but yeah, I found that very strange. But you know what's sad is it's like 
People, especially if people bought like the the, the, the Samsung Galaxy Fold phones. Oh my people God. have paid if you unless you bought it on a plan. That phone is like three thousand dollars. People oh think shit. Apple's expensive. The Samsung Galaxy, whatever the fuck they call the flip, the the new flip ones. Yeah, yeah. With like the the bendable glass, Screw whatever. That, that's three thousand dollars. That looks scary, man. Like I, ima- imagine dropping that and breaking. Yeah, I know. Screw that. You, jazz. There's no way you can get that from like. Look, I don't have made jokes about this ball. Like there'll be like places in like West Lakes. Would it be like yeah, no. a bunch of people who are like you know stereotyping? But let's be honest, they're generally Asian. But that's true. <laughs> they yeah, are. they are. And to be fair, they probably, look. I'm not shitting on them. They probably make a shitload of money. And they're that. fucking good at it. Because we know to go to them if we need a phone. Yeah, hundred um, I don't think even those dudes would look at that phone and be like, "Nah, I can't." They'd look at it and be like, "I can't do this. It, I don't have a. I don't have glass that bends." <laughs> And, and if you do, holy shit. And if you do, who are you talking to? I'd like some contacts. I'd like some, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, just, we're Apple fans. Our laptops, our watches, our phones. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I don't think, I reckon back in the, I don't, the only time I've ever, so, my phone history, we'll go through some phone histories because why the fuck not. When I was in primary school, I had like the old, like I'm talking like the old brick Nokia. Oh my God, I remember. My parents were like, you have $10 of prepaid. This is, the kids these days are really lucky. I had in, this was probably year six I got it. I had $10 of prepaid. My parents were like, you have a phone if you need to call us. Yes. You're not calling your friends. You're not texting your friends. You have a phone. Yes, you can bring it to school, but God knows I didn't bring it into class because the teacher would have shot on me and to be fair, my parents would have as well. Mm. Also, it was a Nokia 1100. I could play Snake. And <laughs> that turn, was a fun game! And turn on a flashlight. This one had a oh, flashlight. Okay. Fancy I know. Did. I, know. It, oh, I, I, I was, I was born. Um, Steve Jobs who? <laughs> it was really far off. But like that, that was my first phone. I had that for a minute. Yeah. I think I had that until about... Year eight, where I got the Nokia E sixty three. Now, okay. my, my, I know myself and Matt. Shout out, Matt. We both had one back in the day. It yeah. was one of those Nokia's with like the plastic keyboards, like a real big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. basically a cheap business phone. Yeah, for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think I bought it for like two, three hundred bucks. Nice. I don't even remember what. I don't even remember how much it was. But basically, like I had that up until midway through year nine. No, it was would have been when the iPhone five came out in twenty twelve. My, my brother got the iPhone five. I got his. Finally, got a hand me down iPhone four. Yeah. And I was just saying to you before we recorded that phone was actually going all right. I was very happy with that mm. until I installed iOS seven on it. And if anyone knows what I'm talking about, iOS seven when that iOS came out mm. did not cope on iPhone four. That yeah. that was that phone was not designed for that operating system. Look, and for years the theory was that when Apple updated their system like an iOS, like it would shit on the yeah. old iPhone. So and this was long were... before that was ever. Conf- now we know. Plain now we know. This is a thing. Apple's confirmed. We all know. What oh, but like they got the only reason they admitted it is because they got, got taken to court. And they had to fucking admit it in front yeah. of the law to say, like, yes, that's yeah, what we do. They, I remember they claiming that there was a reason in terms of they slow down operating systems of battery preservation, which is technically true, but it's still scummy that they would never tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole but saga. It's a, it's a business-like idea yeah. for them that this phone will last you two years and we'll make sure of it. And, and that's, that's pretty much what happened. That By the time... So actually, no, that, that was 2013. So that phone was... I think about three years old at that point from yeah. the time Daniel, my brother would have bought it. So I was pretty much forced to get a new phone. So I was like, mm. all right, I've just started my, my part-time job. So I think I went and bought 
pretty much the week, a couple of weeks after it came out, I went and got myself my first iPhone 5S. Nice. I was very happy with that. Then I got the iPhone 6S Plus, then the iPhone 10, and now I've got 12 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. What was, what's your phone history been? I know you said, you've saying off air, you had a HTC to start with. Yeah, that, that was my first phone. Also, my dad bought it, but because it was so big, it's bigger than our 13s, like in 12s now. It was like even wider. Oh, really? Yeah, it was much wider. And uh, yeah, he bought it and he's like, I can't take it to work because I keep my phone in my pocket and it doesn't fit in my pockets. So he gave it to me and he just bought like something shitty. Same thing, like he's an older man. Like he just fucking calls. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He just, for him, the purpose of a phone is to make phone calls and that's about it. So yeah, that was my first one. And then this is before we moved here. So we moved here with these phones that were from Turkey and they just shut themselves. So we're like, we actually, the whole family had to get new phones. So yeah, we all got... Was it a bit, as in like the phones, like the actual hardware, or was just they weren't picking up cell towers or... It's, um, you could, they didn't have like app stores. And then when you put, so the internet wasn't working on the phone, even though okay. your plan had internet. Right. It just wouldn't connect to the internet, like the 4G or 3G, okay. whatever yeah. it was at the time, onto the phone. Like I just had no internet at all times, which was like, yeah, it just didn't work. So my parents were like, fuck this. Like, they were cheap anyways, yeah. so we'll just get a new iPhone. So, yeah, it was the 5 for the whole family. Got the iPhone, iPhone 5, 5 was... A, if I could have said what the best iPhone design I think I've ever seen, yeah. it's a, I think a bit timeless. I'm going to sound like I'm such an old man here. <laughs> I reckon it was the iPhone 5 in black. Before they started doing that space grey, yeah. it was pure black. Yeah. The, I, I remember that was the phone With the that glass my, back. Yeah, I that remember. was the phone that my brother got when I got his hand-me-down iPhone 4. And I remember looking at that going like, wish I could have gotten that. that, that was I'd cool. say that was probably one of the best looking iPhones Apple's ever done. Yeah, that's true. If they, I know, and I know to be fair, like the iPhone 12s and 13s now have the, the very, the very brick, the brick-like square design that the iPhone 12s had. That's yeah. why when they released that, I'm like, I have to upgrade. Yeah. Because yeah, the dope. 10 was like the curved, the, from the, the 10, and it, in fact, to be fair, even from the iPhone 6, where they started having like the 6 and the 6 plus, they all had that like, what they call the candy bar curves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it looked good at the time. It didn't. I don't think it aged very well. No. So like when like when they went back to the squares, I'm like, yes, that's thank iPhone. Thank God, that's iPhone to mm-hmm. me because I remember like iPhone fours and fives being like that. Yeah. Um. Good have, times. Have we ever told on the pod when I got my Apple Watch, the very first Apple Watch? I don't know. We've never talked about have. technology. You remember? So the I we got this when I got this when we were in year twelve. Yes, right? I remember. So it's April 2015. The, the so no October September October 2014 the Apple Watch gets announced but doesn't come out until April 2015 mm. we're in year 12 at the time I had said that whole time like there is no question I'm getting one yeah being the Apple nerd that I am I wanted one mm. so when it it came out in April but the the that you couldn't buy them in an Apple store you could only buy them online the waiting time was ridiculous I didn't get it until I think late May I think it was like I bought it at the start of like term Holy two. Shit. I don't think I got it until the end of term two. Fuck. It was a long time. And for me, that felt like an eternity. And year 12 in general was an eternity. Especially because it was like a new product and you're excited yeah. and all and that. And back then, it. I used to get really giddy about it. Now, I'm like, if I get a new phone, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But back then, I would be like ecstatic. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget when I first got it. I mean, I, do you remember? I mean, maybe you remember this moment illegal with... with I, I was about to yes. fucking say, I was literally about to tell the I'm story. sitting there. This was like the first day I, I was wearing it to school. And I'm sitting there. I don't give a fuck what's happening in class. I'm just like, oh my God, my watch. And I remember our teacher, Mr. Williams, shout out Mr. Williams, mad dog. 
I remember he's like, but Annie, what are you doing with your watch? Like, because <laughs> he, he, we just had this banter. Like, he, he would just, if you were there at the time, you'd know. We, me and him had a really good relationship. He, he you were his rip... favourite bullying victim. Come on. Literally. Yeah. I, he would rip into me and it was always funny. And he's sitting there going, what are you doing with your watch? And I'm just sitting there going, I, I sort of got a bit shocked. I'm like, do, do I tell him what I got? Like, I don't want to brag, but like, I kind of want to tell him I got an Apple watch. He's like, come on. He, then, he, then I think everyone's like, oh, sir, he's got an Apple watch. Yeah. He's like, come up here. And he actually started getting me to demo on the on, like demo my watch to him. Then he's like, does this thing make calls? And I'm like, yeah. I think I called you or someone in the class. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there like, oh, my God. Like, he, he, he was trying to rip me at first. He was like, oh, shit, this is not bad, are yeah. you? And I remember we had an exam, and that's because we were not allowed, like, phones or whatever in exams. And that year they added no electronic watches yes. as well. And then he'll see he's like Benini. Yes, I never forget. It was a legal exam. I'm pretty sure he was waiting out the front. Yeah. And then and I think it was, I forget who was doing the whole spiel about no phones or anything. And yeah, I think I don't know if, I think it was maybe Miss Kemp might have mentioned the. It was Miss Kemp. Yeah. Miss Kemp mentioned yeah. it, and then I think he then looks at me and he's like, like tapping his wrist. I'm like, all right, fine, yeah. fine. <laughs> Not that I was going to bring it anyway, because I would have been too paranoid to risk getting caught. So yeah, we were the first one to ever witness. Uh, no electronic watches yeah. in sense. Cause yeah, and I remember out, yeah. my brother who was in uni at the time saying that even in the mid-years, they because the Apple Watch had popularised the Apple the, the, the smartwatch, yeah. even mid-year exams, so like two, three months after the Apple Watch had come out, they were already saying, get rid of your smartwatches when you walk in the door. Yeah. So, it's kind of... And, I, and you know what? Even back then, I never forget, this was back when I was working at Target at Westlakes, I went to go to Brunelli's to buy coffee. Yeah. And this was, I think... No, yeah, this was later in the... Uh, in year 12, and I think it, it took a while, but finally ANZ allowed Apple uh, the Apple Watch to access, like, cards. Yeah, yeah. So I put my card on my Apple Watch. Mm. I remember going to pay for a coffee, and I thought, oh, I'll be a bit fancy here today. <laughs> so I go and pay with my watch. And if, back then, of course, this wasn't a common thing. Yeah. The lady looked at me, she's like, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I've got the Apple Watch. She was blown. I reckon that same lady probably still works there, if it's the one I'm thinking of. She was blown away. Yeah. She was so confused, but like almost impressed. But that was the same thing when you could do Apple Pay on your phone as well. Yeah. Because AZ was the first yeah. bank to actually do it. In Australia, that, that was the first bank. Yeah, and, and even then, back then, people were confused. Exactly. Like, what Exactly. Like what did you just do? But, and, but that's what's interesting. Back then, that was like this thing that startled people when you, you know, at, at cafes and restaurants and stuff. Now... We don't give two shits. No. Nah, we don't care. It's become the norm, like, in the past, what, like, five And it's the same now. And I was talking to you about this before we started, with, like, iPods. We've, yeah. We've come from a time where iPods were, like, the device. Yeah. And we were all impressed when they got, like, smaller and thinner and all this shit. Now, it's like Apple killed its own industry with things like Spotify and Apple Music. Mm. That's why the iPod, iPods are dead. There is no reason for an iPod to exist. But it's not just that. Like your phone literally has everything. Yeah. I remember, like ages ago, I saw this, um, like a photo of a newspaper from the seventies that someone had predicted there will be a device in the future. They didn't say what type of device mm. that you'll have a calculator on, a clock, um, you can make phone calls off of, and all these things. And they were like, in the far future. We'll have something that will do all these things, and you won't have to carry anything on. Yeah, we're we're there. Exactly, we're literally there. Yeah, and it's interesting because when Apple bought out the first iPod, which I think it had like a five gigabyte hard drive, I remember that that the, the advertising line was a thousand songs in your pocket. Yeah. Now 
you can get your entire Spotify library on your wrist. Exactly. If you go for a run, you could get... Uh, now that especially our Apple Watches have like like 4G in them and all that kind exactly, of shit. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You can access millions of songs mm. without even needing fun on your wrist. Exactly. That, to me, it's like... And that was 20 years... It was 20 years this year that the iPod... The first iPod is 20 years old this Holy year. 2001. Fuck. 20 years later... That technology is so... It's like... Of course, it was always going to be redundant, but we, I didn't realize how redundant it would actually become. Yeah. Well, we now have more technology in our wrist than used to be in a dedicated music player. Mm. I remember when... I think I was either in year three or four, like in Iraq, where technology wasn't a big thing because we didn't have access to it. Yeah. Um, my dad, who worked with the Americans at the time, he got us like the white iPod. Oh, yeah. And he was like, Classic. I think you guys will enjoy this. And we're like, um, what is this? So he gave us like a pair of headphones and he's like, this has music and this is how you change and pause and stuff. Yeah. Blew my fucking mouth. I told my friends at school and they laughed at me because they didn't think it was a real yeah. thing. And then I asked, well, I was going to lie. I said, I asked my dad. I snuck it out of the house one day <laughs> to take it to school and say like, it's a fucking look real thing. Like, look at it. Like, it's a real thing. And it wasn't like in the Iraqi market. It was just yeah. people that had access to it through to like American Americans products. and yeah. That see, but that 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 our, that's like that. That's for people our age. That was what primary school was like. Yeah. I never forget. It was always. I know this was like this in Iraq. I remember this ever at the end of every, the last day of every term, you got to bring like toys and technology, and like kids would bring Nintendo DSs and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was fairly standard, especially when iPod touches were a thing. If anyone knows me? I frothed over my iPod Touch back in the day. <laughs> It, it, it would always be the thing of, right, who can bring DSs in with all the right games like Pokemon and like if there was a Call of Duty, like the old Nintendo DS, Call of Duty games. Yeah. The other big thing it got to a point by like year six or seven for me was if we had iPod touches, what games could we play? Yeah. Oh man, we had some great last, like end of term, like fun days. Yeah. Just playing on our iPods, listening to music, playing games with each other. Oh, it was that was a fucking time to be alive. That really was a time to be alive. And that's like sad for kids nowadays because I don't think they get to experience it because no. for them that's the norm. Because if you do, now it's like if you don't have an iPhone, you're a peasant. Like it's either you have a smartphone of some kind, more than likely an iPhone, especially like being a teacher, like every, every not even every second kid, almost every single kid has a smartphone, yeah. usually an iPhone. If you don't have a phone at all, you're a peasant. Yeah. I don't agree with that, but it's pretty much just how it is. Yeah. It's really sad. It is sad. And it's not a thing of, it's not a necessity anymore. Like, they need to have an iPhone because, like, that's how it is. Or they yeah. feel ashamed or whatever it is. Like, it's not just, it's something they should have on you for a case of emergency yeah. or whatever. Because let's be honest, especially, I can tell you for a fact, when these kids pull these phones out of classes, they're not contacting their parents because there's an emergency. They're just Snapchatting their friends because they, they decide that Snapchatting in class is a great so, idea. So, I almost got my first phone in Iraq because funny story it's not really fucking funny i was in year seven um so this was like middle school so year seven eight nine that that was your middle school yeah and um i was gonna catch my bus to go back home at the end of the day but i missed it because i'm a fucking idiot never on time but things happen for a fucking reason and while i'm waiting outside to get the next school bus to get home i see my bus literally getting fucking blown up I don't think... Are you for real? I've never I swear heard to God. this... I, like, what? I swear to God. So they had planted like these stick bombs onto the bottom of that oh bus. Oh my God. Because the thing that started to happen was they didn't want girls in school or uni or anything. Right. So a lot okay. of the girls stopped going to uni because there was cases of like kidnap and rape and yeah. all that shit. Um, and then, 
yeah, so it went from unis like to high like high schools, middle schools, and even primary schools. Um, and yeah, like I'd missed the fucking bus and I could have been on it. So like my mum didn't know because our neighbour, her daughter had a phone and she'd call her mum to say what was like what had happened. Yeah. So mum finds out. Mum drives to fucking my school to see what was wrong, and I'm just like in the street. She's like, "What the fuck happened?" Da, 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 yeah. And I was like, "I missed the bus." Like you that could have been me. To, oh, and and I'm pretty sure it was six girls that passed away. And one of the girls in my class, she had like burns. I thought if you'd be like, "Oh, the bus crashed or something," like okay, that's that's still no, good no, luck. Well, like, bad luck for them, I should say. Like well, like, I was looking at it driving away. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Boof. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. I'm like, they bought a phone, they were about to give it to me, like my parents, but we left Iraq within like two days. I think, but yeah, by that point, you're like, yeah, we, that, that's a wrap on this country. We're Correct. done. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I, that was my last day in school. That was literally my last uh, day in school. Your last day in school was not getting blown up. Yep. In a bu- Yep. Me. Yeah, I can't say the most Australian, most like Australian born. <laughs> Aussies have ever had that problem, if I'm honest. Yeah, uh, not a fucking good sight. It's one of those things that will, like, you just never forget. No, you really won't. No. That, you'll be, like, you have, like, advanced dementia and you'll still be remembering that fucking yep. image yep. of just the bus going, the, the, the bus exploding. And, like, you know how in the movies, like, the bus, like, the whole back of it just fucking gets blown yeah. up in the air? It was literally that. Really? It looked like a fucking Michael. It's what, with the bomb, like, at the, like, the explosive at the back of the It was back. at the back of the bus, so it Jesus. literally lifted, like, the back of it, just like, fire and shit. God damn. Good times. Good times. Anyways, <laughs> we thought this would be, like, a... Right, now, now that we're moving away from, like, light-hearted foes, <laughs> now we're getting to, like, you know, abandoning countries and stuff. Let, let's, let's take a different turn. Let's take a different turn. Where do you want to go? Um... Alright, so we were talking about this topic before because you're having it in school and I was listening to it at work the other day. Um, one of the guys at work, he was in the break room and like two of the girls were like, oh, come on, like you're not a vegan yet, this and that. And he didn't say anything and the girls walked away. Trigger warning for vegan. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. But like, hear us out. You're really about to get shut up. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and he was like, oh, like they're just making fun of me for my choice and whatever. Yeah. I was like, look. Like, you need to realize, like, it's not you. It's just, like, the reputations yeah. that, like, the reputation that vegans get and whatever. And he's like, um, yeah, but, like, it's a, a good humanitarian thing to do, like, to look after the animals. And I was like, yes, like, fair enough. But you know that you have to acknowledge that this movement, quotes, gets shoved in people's it's fucking very, faces and It's very, very preachy. Like, it's... Yeah. There's, like, vegans and extremes of veganism that it gets to the point of, like, if you're not a vegan, like I can't be fucking friends yeah. with you. Like I'm not gonna go out with you. This or or I, I think le- I actually think less of you as a person kind of thing. Like, it's that extreme. At that point, your personal choice should be fucking personal. I don't think like me wanting to eat halal food is like a topic that I'm gonna discuss with anyone. Yeah. Or I'm expecting everyone fucking around me to do it. But it's you've made that decision. Like it's literally that food that's yeah. gone into my body, and I'm shitting it out, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it like, actually doesn't affect anyone else in the room. Literally anyone yeah. fucking else, and mm. that's why, like, when I go out to a restaurant or whatever, I don't expect anyone else with me to pick a halal restaurant for me, or like not eat pork. Let's say exactly. Like I would pick something that suits me, and that's about it. I wouldn't make a fuss about it, this and that. But with veganism, it gets to fuck. It pushed to the point of like restaurants get fucking shot on and. They get bad reviews online because their options are not as not over vegan friendly or whatever. But it shouldn't be the case. 
yes once again animal rights and all the above yes i'm fucking with you but don't fucking shove it in people's faces because this is the reaction you're gonna fucking get all the memes all the jokes us so basically this guy is like he's almost the minority of the minority in that he's like one of the very few like non-preachy vegans yeah yeah Yeah. like he's not a vegan yet and i'm pretty sure the way he was talking about it he wouldn't be the preachy type but he was like no vegan like i haven't met a vegan that's very preachy and like in your face and i was like but that's your experience yes what we see on the internet what we've seen in real life people have seen different things Mm. and that's their opinion because that's their fucking experience so don't expect everyone to be all like nice to you before they know like how you are or how you're dealing with it because we've seen what happens i never forget i was in uni and this was like it was a. Th- I remember it was. I'll never forget. It was third year of uni. We had like a three hour. It was like a lecture shoot combined thing for like our, one of our capstone like double unit courses. Yeah. And in this lecture was like a friend of a friend of ours that we went to uni with, and she was vegan. And I tried not to bring it up. I knew she could be preaching. I was like, I won't go there. Somehow we got on the topic, and I'm like, all right, we, we, clearly we're going there. Yeah. Honestly. For pretty much the whole three hours, she was just at me about my dietary choices and about oh, but you can substitute it with this, and but you choose this. But you, I don't even remember what the argument, like the specific arguments were. All I remember is it was painful, it's really <laughs> fucking painful. And it got to the point where by the end, I'm like, I just want to point out in all of this, I'm not telling you not to. If you want to be one, that's not. I've not. I've not made that argument in the last fucking three hours we've been arguing. Yeah. I'm going by my choice and I'm happy with that. If you, I don't care about your choice because it's not my choice. Mm. And I still don't even think bring that up. I don't think she got it because, again, in her mind it was, no, 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 but you need to be vegan. That's, like, that's the, the, not No, right. we don't. Now, I'm sure if there's a vegan listening, some, some might say, yes, you do, but that's for another day. Like, but good it's like, on you for choosing this lifestyle and this diet. Like, yeah. good on you, like... Do whatever the fuck you It's want. not for everyone. Both whether it's religiously it's not for everyone or personally it's not for everyone or you have specific dietary needs where you, you can't be vegan, maybe you need to eat meat. I, I don't know. Yeah. But diets are like a very personal thing and just don't be a ball breaker about it. That's pretty much the moral of the story. That is the moral of the story. It, it's, but in the, in the sad reality is, is that now, and I see it as a teacher, like kids can be very... I'm going to say sucked into it because if that's their choice, that's their choice. But I found that they can be a bit preachy about it. Yeah. Like, I won't go into too much detail, but I'll basically say there's one student I teach in the lower year level that is a vegan and can be, not always, but can be preachy. Yeah. Now, in my home group, which is 10s, 11s, and 12s, the 10s and 11s know that this particular girl from the from a year level below is going to come up she's year nine going to come go into year 10 mm. she's about to move into this this home group and they're not thrilled because they know that she's really preachy and like just constantly bashes about like a veganism yeah and they're not keen and it's like but that's the problem is it's like a lot of people who probably might actually consider it get turned off by it 100%. because they, they they it's like well if you're going to shove it down my throat i'm just going to do the opposite almost just in protest. Exactly. It becomes aggressive and no one likes yeah. aggression. I mean, hell, we're like, we, we've, like, we've, it's like when your parents tell you to do something, especially like at our age. Yeah. 
And you just almost do the opposite, almost just out of spite. Like, I know I don't need to do what you're telling me to do. I'm just going to go and do the opposite. Bro, I'm programmed that way. Yeah. Like, not with my Some, parents, yeah. with everyone. Like, you tell me not to do something and I will want to fucking you, do yeah. it. 100%. And especially as a choice like this. And, oh, do, I mean, especially universities in particular. Not even just this this one, like, girl that I was talking about in the previous story, which is like, we, we were all friends with her. But like just in general, universities are like breeding grounds for play for like movements like that. Yeah, I'm, I won't get into like all the other movements like socialism, like like shit. it's good to but, like explore what yeah. all these movements about and see if you belong in certain groups and you make friends in these groups and stuff. But it gets to the fucking point where you're cutting other people from your lives, or in this yeah. girl's case, in your class, people don't want to be fucking around her because of how she is, yeah. and that's fucking sad. And especially at that, especially not even a uni age, like in a high school age, it's like, you know, yes, I guess, obviously, how, I'm not that I've got to be careful, I just don't want to sound like a dickhead or an asshole, but it's like, I get that, yes, if you that's the decision you've made, fine, but are you gonna, really going to, like, turn classes of people against you because you're that preachy about something? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I'm very, it's very isolating. It's very isolating, and it's, and it's it's the kind of people who I don't think get the idea of freedom of choice. Yeah. And the idea that perhaps that people are, it's something certainly I try to do as a teacher, and a very I try to do it as balanced as possible. Teach young people that it is okay for people, even in your own friendship group or people in your class, to have opposing thoughts. Yeah. Like just you need, well, you all need to grow a spine and accept that. Yes, some per- one person might be vegan. The next person next to you might not be. That doesn't mean that they hate, they're attacking your character. They just don't want to be vegan and that's fine. And that's completely fine, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I try to do that even with like social and political issues as well. But certainly with veganism, like, yeah. come on. Uh, moving on to the next topic, which actually is, is going to work out just fine. So you were obviously a student at one point mm-hmm. and you are now a teacher. And this is a topic that we didn't get to last time. Which means I don't remember exact details at this point, but um, I don't know if anyone's listening knows about yes, this. Yeah. Um. So a while ago, China tried to fix their what was the thing six six nine or six six seven. I can't remember the actual numbers, mm-hmm. but it was working for um. Wait, I think it was like twelve hours a day for six days a week, kind of thing. It was like yeah. that number, and they tried to like break that cycle and whatever it is to make people actually fucking healthy and not burn out at work and whatnot. Yeah. Because like it was companies forcing people to do this. Yeah. And if you didn't do it, you, you'd lose your job. Because I know certainly in China, it, like work hours like that are a bit more mandated. Japan, it's not, but comp- that Japan is just a really bad culture of overworking. Mm. Um, but with China, I watched like a Vice little documentary on YouTube and like they were talking to people that were in that place. And one of the main people they were speaking to They'd covered her face because she still works in that field. She said she gets up to work, works for a 12-hour day. She literally, she goes, I have nothing, no time to do anything else. Gets home, scrolls on her phone for a bit, falls asleep. Same thing the next day. Oh, six geez. days a fucking week. She's like, I can't maintain a relationship like this because when are you going to fucking see your partner? She goes, I can't mm-hmm. get married, which is a big thing for them as well, like True. married and whatever. But she goes, I can't not work. And that's her field. She works in an IT company. I'm pretty sure she's like, I have no other yeah. choice. So they very much live to work, not work to live. A hundred percent. And she was saying, like, while I'm young and my body can do this, I'm gonna like abuse it until I literally crash. 
But that's that's not that's hardly a long term solution. Exactly. But that's unfortunately how they. It's the only way they can think. So the government is trying it. to crack down on that and change all these laws, which is obviously a fucking good thing to maintain a healthy population, mm. physically and mentally. And um, one of the other things that came out of that, it was they wanted to limit homework for students so they're not stressed at home and limit their like hours in school and all these things like to maintain the mental also and physical health of these students. But one of the things, so all these are positives, obviously, yeah. like thank you for looking after all these kids. And then it, the other point was they're limiting video games as well. And in that sense, they're only allowed to play for one hour per night after school hours. And they're mandating this through actual video game companies as well mm. and consoles or whatever. And one of the parts was you have to sign up with an ID now and you can't have multiple accounts yeah. or anything. So they can actually monitor who's playing and they can maintain all these one hour of playing time yeah. or whatever. As someone who is a video gamer, yes. you okay. like your I've video got, I've got, games. I've got a bit to say about this. And from, you were in school and stuff. How do you feel yeah. about a government controlling that? Oh, let me say... On weekends, it's two-hour limit as well. So even that is yeah. limited. Look, I'm def. I'm just before I even get into my big spiel. I'm hugely big on freedom of choice. And it's like, yes, if, if people want to, if parents want to let their kids do it, if kids want to do it, there should be an element of um, agency that individuals should have. Yeah. And I, I say this as a, when I was in high school. Yeah. Probably because I didn't have a whole like a million friends in high school. It's only early high school. Um. I would play video games a lot. Yeah. And again, maybe an hour or two a night. Certainly would thrash it a bit on the weekends. Mm. Um, that thankfully died, you know, by the time I got to like year 10, 11, 12, had more friends, was going out more. Especially when I, when I got my car. Oh my God. Went nuts with it. But, as from a teacher's point of view, I sit there and go, I am happy with all of that, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Again, I don't know how much I like the government mandating it, but I certainly yeah. like the principle behind it. Yeah. Because I certainly see as a teacher, students who I would argue have a genuine addiction, like a, a medical addiction yeah. to like video games or just technology. Yeah. There, certainly I've seen students, yeah, students I teach, not even just I've heard of stories, students I know that I teach who will come into class looking like they've, looking hungover. They're not. They've maybe slept a couple of hours because they've been gaming till 2, 3 a.m., yeah. And have gotten up at like maybe seven o'clock to throw some clothes on and make it into the class on time. And they look like zombies. And they they function poorly, their academic progress is awful mm. because they're just that zonked on that lack of sleep. It, it's it's worrying. Mm. And you try to communicate this with some parents. Some parents know that it's a problem, but I've again I've been teaching for a very short amount of time but I've seen very few, if any, actually manage to solve the problem yet. Mm. Maybe because, I like, look, I sit there and go, yes, I did game a lot, but also my parents were very tough on, like, there is no chance in hell that you're having, like, an I never forget the amount of arguments I have with my parents. Like, I want the Xbox in my room. No way. You're not gaming till, like, one or two in the morning. I don't think I would have done that, but also I don't know I don't know if I'd actually been given that freedom at thirteen or fourteen what how I would have actually responded. Yeah. To be perfectly fair. Um but whereas clearly parents these days don't like would be like, Yeah, my, my, my son is extremely addicted to video games. Right, then why have you got the Xbox or the gaming PC or whatever the hell it is, literally sitting in his room? 
my parents would take like my iPod Touch out of my room because they think I was going to be like you know listening to music or playing games or whatever the hell until God knows when. Now I hated that at the time, but at least I wouldn't go to school and be basically a zombie. It's really honestly sad to see what... And again, I'm not talking about like every single kid. It's a small pocket of them, but the issue was actually really concerning. Yeah. Because it's like, some of these kids are losing... Like, I don't know, it's, it's hardly scientific, this claim, but I'm like, some of them have to be losing brain cells at the lack of sleep <laughs> that as a 13-year-old... But it does affect you, obviously. Yeah, it would affect... 100%. As a 13-year-old, yeah. if you're operating on little sleep, going to bed at stupid hours... Yeah. Your cognitive ability long-term is going to be... Really fractured. Hundred percent, it's going to be damaged. Oh my god! For the past couple of years, my sleep was shit, and I can see the effects now. Like yeah. my memory is shit. Like I don't remember little things, and yeah. this is not me in my developing stages either. Yeah, I mean, I say use the word thankfully loosely here, but at least that, that in your case that was a bit later in life, not yeah. in like the prime of your brain developing. Whereas for some of these kids, I'm like, and and again, it's, it's but some of them they all, it, it's sad when you hear them talk about it like they'll, they'll like if they fair enough this is obviously during the school holidays but like yeah one time I stayed up till like eight a.m. and then I went to bed and I didn't get out of bed until like four in the afternoon I'm like one your body clock's fucked yeah it's gone but also it's like okay I get that that's the holidays but some of these kids do it on their weekends clearly the odd one every once in a while I'll do it during the week during a school week I'm like. I'm like, come on. Where are your priorities and where are your parents' priorities? Like, I know I sound like a really old dude right now, but it's like, god damn. Like, it was different in Iraq when we grew up because the schooling system was different. So we do, like, nine months of school. Like, we didn't have, like, semester. Or, yeah, like, but you have a massive-ass break. And then we like have what the three months. Have. Yeah, exactly. So, like, a three-summer break. So, as, like, the last day of the school holiday... Uh, sorry, yeah, school holidays, the Xbox is put away. Yeah. Like, in mom's yep. cupboard, like... It will not come out mm-hmm. for the next nine months, and that was it. Like that was yeah. the deal. So, because we only had Friday, Saturdays as our weekend. So Friday after school, we'd go to my grandparents' house. All the cousins would come there, and we like play board games and whatever it is. Like there wasn't a console in fucking sight. Yeah. So we had to fucking socialize, and the and even when it was like the three month holiday, we socialized together. Everyone takes their consoles, and we just like either rotate yeah. them and play our like own separate video games or. When we got a bit older, we'd like take our little TVs as well. But at least you're actually in the same place. Whereas exactly. The, the because we have internet. That's why yeah. we so don't have like kids, online gaming. Yeah. So these kids socializing now is, play, is playing online yeah. and never actually seeing anyone in person. Yeah. And it's like your perception of social interaction would be awful. And they'd be terrible like being socially yeah. like active in real life because they lose that sense of how yeah. do you act normal in front of people. It's even, it's even to the point now, oh, 100%. I, I, I can see sometimes, like, there was some, just the way sometimes kids interact, I'm like, we're not on play, we're not on PlayStation. You're not playing yeah. Call of Duty with each other. Like, it's just, it's not any one big thing. It's like, just lots of little ways kids will interact. Yeah. But it's even to the point now where the amount of times, and maybe it's just because as an English teacher, yes, you need to use, use your laptop a lot in class. If I was a math teacher, this probably wouldn't be an issue. But the amount of times I catch kids playing games, I'm like, you can't get... And there will be sometimes kids that have almost given up. That They'll be literally playing games. You're normally, when I was in high school, if the teacher walked past, you start getting rid of the games. There are some kids who have almost just lost the ability to care. And that, like, they're going to be like, yeah, you've caught me playing games. I'll turn it off now. 30 seconds later, we'll be back on it. Like, they're, 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 That's how addicted some of these kids are. 
I'll be like in, standing in front of them and they won't, either they actually just won't hesitate, they just won't bother changing because they're basically like, fuck you. Yeah. Or they're that like for focused in because then they're getting their fix. Yeah. Like they're having a fucking cigarette. <laughs> they're getting their like little fix. Yeah. They, they don't know what's going on around them. They've got Look, no clue. I know we can say all these things about their kids, but at the end of the day, they're kids and it's their parents' fucking responsibility. True. Like it's all 100%. the fucking parents' lack of parenting and monitoring and yeah. just fucking discipline. I'm not saying go beat them up when they fucking yeah. play, but let them know like this is not something you should be, access yeah. at all fucking times. You'll get your time. Hmm. It's re- it's actually really really sad. Like, and that's why to bring it back to the whole China thing, I go. I still don't know how I feel about a government mandating that, but it. it Principally and perhaps socially, yes, it does absolutely need to be fixed. But and I'd love to should, see something like that happen in Australia. We should consider is if the government is interfering in China, it must be like a huge fucking problem. That's true. Maybe in like obviously I see it a bit more anecdotally and sort of on a per student basis. Yeah. Because definitely, like if I look at one of my classes, maybe anywhere from three to five might actually border on like some sort of technology addiction not even just video games yeah whereas clearly and again i'm throwing this out there anecdotally i don't know if there's i don't know the numbers to back this up clearly like you're saying maybe in china it's actually a widespread problem yeah that the government had to fucking interfere because i'm pretty sure they had bigger fucking things to worry about than kids video gaming yeah unless it became a bigger problem But now they're going like they either they're not getting jobs like kids aren't like actually ending up in relationships and marrying or like the, the depression like that their mental health is really at stake they're performing horribly they're, in school they're performing really badly and i definitely can see i i, I certainly get to see that firsthand yeah so again it's like not thrilled about the control but also it came from I, somewhere it came from i feel like it came, actually came from a really good place yeah um which you know, I know you, you wouldn't think that uh, you wouldn't think that most people would sympathise with the Chinese government because they're you know not they're perhaps arguably dodgy in some cases, um, but yeah, I'm like this actually isn't the worst idea they've come up with. Mm. Not again, not sure how I still feel about a government mandating this, but it's a good principle. Uh, speaking of governments and mandating things, uh, next topic, which is what I want to talk to you about. Mm. Um, I was telling you this earlier, but we didn't discuss it as deeply as I wanted to. Um, I follow this um, page on Instagram and it's like an Arab page. Yeah. And um, I've, I see a few things every now and then. Like the page is very like progressive and whatever, but it's the okay. fucking comment section. And that's We what, know you love a good comment section. Oh my God. Like You love comment sections. As soon as I see something that I know would trigger an Arab that is very like hardcore on the culture. Yeah. Like I just froth. On the culture or the religion or a bit of both? It's a bit of... See, my problem with these things are the line becomes very blurred between culture and religion. Okay. Because Fair. culture gets used to get ahead of things and same thing with religion. Is that it gets used mm. as a tool for people to get what they fucking want. And I have I have found, especially since the last few years of having more like Middle Eastern friends now teaching and dealing with Middle Easterns, I, I do often find that particularly with Middle Eastern culture and Islam... It's amazing how conflated the two get. Mm-hmm. I, I can def- I definitely agree with that. And it shouldn't. Culture is people's habits and things that have mm. progressed over time, and that's culture. Religion is your religious beliefs and your ethics and what you choose to fucking follow. Mm. Two completely different things. Just because you're in the Middle East does not mean you're Muslim. 
And just True. because you're Muslim doesn't mean you're living in the Middle East. Yeah. And that's where the... But I think because it's... Islam is mainly in the, in the Middle East or like the majority of Muslims mm. do exist in that region. That's where when you say like the Middle East, Islam and that culture immediately come to mind. True. So the post that I saw on that page, which was yesterday, it was a post... It was like a cartoony sort of like a meme thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like this older lady, like men in the cartoon, asking another lady saying, you're 35, aren't you going to have kids? And as I've explained, in that culture and many cultures, including South um, South Asian and East Asian as well, you get to a certain age where people look at you as like expired goods. Yeah. The term used is anus in Arabic. And it's literally like someone who's that fucking old that they can't reproduce. And it's used as a shameful term. Yeah. When someone calls an anus, like, it's made to make the woman feel ashamed. Of her fucking age. Because we choose apparently when we're fucking born and when yeah. we find the right partner, etc. So anyways. <laughs> yeah. So in that post, it was that. And, and the woman, on the other hand, who was 35, replies, I don't want to have kids. And that was that yeah. meme. Done. And I was like, you know fucking what? This is going to be a juicy comment section. Yeah. So the top ones are most like, it was people agreeing like, yep, no, everyone deserves to be a mother or wants to be a mother. Um, People agree, like having like, mm. you know what, like there's nothing fucking wrong with this. And people saying just because you're 35 doesn't mean you can't have fucking kids past that point. No, my true. mom had my youngest brother at 45 and he was born like completely healthy and it's yeah. all good. Like it's not a fucking, yes, biological clock is a thing, but you, that doesn't mean you have to fucking rush it either. No, definitely not. If you're not fucking prepared to be a parent, you shouldn't be a parent. And if you're, again, it's good if you're, if you've got the, the, the capacity to know mm-hmm. that you're not perhaps going to be the greatest or most available or most sufficient parent. If you're not uh, like growing in all these freaking areas, you should not be having a child. Yeah. Why would you bring someone into this world if you're not fully prepared to look after it? So it sounds like most of the comment section got that, but not everyone. All the top. So like all the most liked and like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Agree, agree, agree. And then I get to one comment and that's the one I replied to. And it was obviously a man, obviously, a Middle Eastern man. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Ahmed, obviously Muslim. It just ticks all the fucking <laughs> wrong boxes. All the red flags. Oh, no. All the fucking red oh, flags. No. And this guy goes, oh, look at this. It's uh, bullshit Western feminism. Right. How is a fucking woman from the Middle East at 35 being ashamed or being shamed for her age? is a Western bullshit philosophy of feminism. So obviously I see that I get angry. I start typing and I said, uh, that's not a thing. This is reality for women every fucking way. It's not a Western idea. Your culture, it actually doesn't have anything to do with it. And I was like, your idea of feminism and what you're trying to quote is something that you, in your mind is only Western. Hmm. When in reality, if you look back at history, women rights actually did generate from the place you fucking came from. Mm. Women were allowed to own property and not be owned as property. This, this, and that. There were business owners, there were teachers and lecturers and philosophers. And that all fucking started in the Middle East. It did start in the West. So if you... Ch- and I literally said to him, I was like, go study some history and come back and comment properly. Mm. And then he goes to me, you sound like a, a westernized <laughs> feminist. And I was like, I'm typing in Arabic first of fucking all. Read my name. It's a Middle Eastern Muslim name. Like, just because I'm disagreeing and I'm saying you're wrong, it doesn't mean you have to shove it back in my face yeah. and say I'm a Western. Um, I didn't grow up here either. 
I've been here for a few years. Yeah. These ideas have been in my mind since I was growing up. My parents told me, get a fucking education before you get with anyone. Support yourself. Look after yourself. The topic don't of know a, where the Western feminism comes into that. My parents are not b- big on Western culture either. Mm. So if you're trying to blame this, go speak to every Middle Eastern parent who looks after their daughters. Because the same, apparently same ideology should apply to them. No, fair. So that really freaking pissed me off because that's the first thing that's shoved in your face that you're just westernized. Yeah. And you get dismissed like nothing that comes out of your mouth is valid at this point. And this is something that we were saying before is like, I would argue that in most cultures, in, in all cultures and all religions around the world, it's actually people who choose not to have kids are in the minority. It's not like we've all been, you know, corrupted by Western feminism, even in here in Australia. Exactly. Again, I don't know the numbers, but I'm just going off what I know about the world. It's certainly most people have kids. Exactly. Most married, even non-married couples, but most couples Mm -hmm. have kids. Yep. It's actually the minority that choose not to for whatever reason. And that's the thing. These reasons don't get fucking considered and they don't get brought up. Hmm. And if a woman says, here is my reason as to why I never want to have a child, she gets dismissed. Because in the Middle East, women are seen as a baby-making fucking machine. That you are made to get married, be a housewife, and pop out children until your body doesn't let you anymore. So I... See, and and see, a lot of people would say that to to disagree with that would... is like a feminist stance. I don't see, I don't see it as that. I, again, as someone who's big on freedom of choice and just, you know, uh, living in a, in a free society like we are, I don't actually see that as even slightly politically related or Not culturally at all. related. Not at all. People for it, whether it's personal reasons, medical reasons, just choose, you know what? Kids ain't it. Uh, maybe I, I don't need one. I, I, I can't have one. Maybe I'm just my, my body for again for a million different reasons is I can't have kids. Yeah, I'm too driven on my career. I don't want kids. I know that I would not be a great parent. Perhaps some people might admit that I don't know. I, I'm too selfish to have kids because I, I just I like doing me. Yeah, it's not even necessarily anything overly wrong with that. Also, we, have, we you know, I've, God, I've been teaching my kids this in in, in humanities at at, at school. We are going to have a huge population boom. We're constantly evolving, expanding as a population. It's only going to get much, much bigger over the course of the next 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. We could do with a few more people be- choosing not to have kids. It wouldn't be exactly. the worst thing in the world. Exactly. Yes, in countries like Japan, which is a notoriously aging population, different story. Mm-hmm. It's probably about the one exception. Yeah. I'd say around the world, like if, if, if a few more couples chose not to have kids, probably not the worst thing in the world. I would argue. No, and I'm with you 100%. Like, let's get personal. You know my thoughts on these topics, Mm -hmm. especially this one here. And my idea of not wanting to have kids is a personal slash personal experience kind Mm -hmm. of thing because I've seen parents not being good parents. And in my actual case, I don't want to become my mother. Okay, fair. But I don't have to fucking explain this to anyone. No. And as long as you found, um, it's, you have found someone who agrees with your stance, fair enough. And I shouldn't have to 
go out of my way to find someone that would agree with this. Mm. And I shouldn't be forced to change my mind for someone either. Yeah. Let alone a freaking whole culture and a society forcing me to be a mother. Yeah. And no, I, the, the, I, I, you certainly we've agreed on this because I'm, I used to be a hundred percent. I want kids. Yeah. And it was probably only until this year where I looked at like my work life, my, my work life balance or lack thereof, I should say. Mm. And I go, and for the first time, it's not that I've decided 100% I don't want kids, but I've, I've now doubted whether I, I've now had finally had some doubt. I'm like, there's like maybe 20, 25% of me that goes, yeah, not sure. Mm. And that's not, completely not, fine. Yeah. Now, there would be people that might look at that. and But again, maybe as, as, a, as a man born and raised in Australia, people probably don't pay as much attention to perhaps a Middle Eastern woman. Mm. But certainly like... There would be people who would look at my situation and go, oh, no, but why, why wouldn't you have kids? That, 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 that's wrong in some way. And I would go like, also, again, one, my opinion is not definite. And even if I did decide not to have kids, again, who am I affecting? If I found a partner that would agree with that decision, mm. then name one person that's been negatively affected by my choice. This isn't a crime. I'm not, I'm not stealing some shit from someone else. Yeah. It, I, yeah, I, so I don't get both. I don't get the point that the guy was trying to make because I would think even like certainly feminism has become much bigger in society in probably the last five to ten years. But I've, I've never heard of that being a, a, even a political issue or a, femi- a feminist or non-feminist or conservative yeah, issue. Yeah, not at all. Because there would be like even probably like religious people, and yes, within most religions there is sort of the idea that well, if you're married, you're probably going to have kids, or it's good to have kids. Or marriages to have children. Certainly, I know the Christian understanding of, of marriage is, um, you know, you ha- you get married to, to bear and rear children. But there will probably still be religious people who go either can't have kids. Yeah. Well, you can't force someone to, to, to pop out a child if they physically can't. Yeah. Or for whatever reason, they go, look, we're just, I'm not, we're not going to be parents. Mm. We've made that decision. We just think it's probably best. And, and I, that's I, fine. I, I think the- it's one of these issues where I think it, it's it's a... A victimless, de- not even a victimless crime. It's a, it, it's not a crime. It's a victimless decision. No one is worsened by that. A hundred percent. The world is fucking shit as is. Why would you want to bring someone into it if you're not yeah. ready to bring someone into it? And I think perhaps even just being a teacher, perhaps has probably influenced that. Because maybe I look at like the, the, the kids of these days, and maybe this is a bad view. I admit this might not be the greatest view, but I look at the kids of these days, and I look at what goes on, and I look at how weird society in general has gotten and how bad relationships can be both whether it be personal experience or what I've seen in others and I go I don't know if I want a kid to go through something worse than what we've already got now because mm-hmm. I think it will only get worse mm-hmm. and so I don't know I, I certainly have no issue again as someone who's having their own doubts I certainly have no issue with people saying no I don't want kids I'm like okay fair enough your problem, you are probably better off, and your un, your never to be born child is probably better off that way. Hundred percent. Um, you know, and I know then you know then the argument is, well, what what about people who don't want to have kids, but then ends up you know somehow falling pregnant? Then of course the whole abortion argument comes into it, and that complicates things even further. We won't go down that rabbit hole. But I would argue that before you even get to like you know people getting pregnant by accident, if people choose not to have kids, it's not an issue. I don't, it's not a political issue, it's just not an issue at all. And it should not be, like, at the end of the day, people are putting their two cents on topics that does not affect them. You want to generate fucking more babies, more of you? Yeah. Go ahead, no one is stopping you. 
But in the same breath, you should not be forcing people to have kids. Yeah. Because, and again, to bring it back to me being a teacher, I also look at some kids who, some kids have been very open about this, which I personally wouldn't be, but some kids are pretty open. They were like, yeah, my mum had my mum and dad had me when they were like 18, 19, or, you know, my mum had me and then, you know, dad disappeared or, you know, my, my parent, my mum had me and then mum disappeared, so I ended up with dad. Yeah. And I sit there and I go like, it's sad how much more common that's probably becoming. Mm. Like, I remember when I was in primary school, very few people had divorced parents or only one parent. Yeah. Now, again, I'm now that I'm a teacher, and yes, times have changed, and I'm teaching in a very different part of Adelaide than I grew up in, but my God, it's more common now. Yeah. It's almost like the minority to have two parents who are married and it, it, things are, you know, quote-unquote normal. Mm. I use that phrase loosely. That's almost the minority now. Mm. And again, I sit there and go, and you sit there and you think with some of these kids, it's like, I guarantee if your parent, and and I'm going to sound like an asshole for saying this, but you look at some of these kids and and, and you think if your parents could actually have the decision all over again, I wonder whether they would have still done it. Mm. I'm probably a massive dick. There are probably people who think I'm a dick for saying that, but especially when the fact that, that you can tell the kids obviously ha- have some sort of unresolved trauma because of that. Yeah. Whether they know it or not, there's, it sits with them knowing that, yet my parents... Uh, there have been there have been kids who have told me I was a mistake. And I'm like, fuck. That was my sister, yeah. Like, my sister was a mistake and, like, it was a joke for ages and stuff. But, like, sometimes she goes, like, I was never wanted. Fuck. Like, my grandmother tried to pressure my mum to have an abortion with my sister because she's Shit. like... Uh, you guys are not ready. Yeah. Like, abort it. And my mom didn't want to. Yeah. So, like, imagine coming into this world and hearing that your own grandmother didn't fucking want you and your parents were, like, forced to have you and they financially struggled for ages because they had to have two kids. See, and th- and this is exact. this it's hearing stories like that, among many other stories, where I sit there and I go, this is why I don't think there is an issue with people not having kids at all. Exactly. If, if, because then, yes, it's like, well, then if you have two, then do you get pressured or do you accidentally have a third or fourth or fifth? Mm. And you just dig yourself further down the down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy that you're talking about that comments on this post, I, I, I think he's been blinded by culture more than he actually is anything anything even fact, like factually related yep i think it's it's he's been blinded by his culture and perhaps his like or dislike for another kind of culture mm. i don't know just because it's a western idea to them it's wrong or it goes against yeah. our beliefs and or like we shouldn't be talking about it because it's western and it's like bullshit and it's this and that western that, that, that that's the thing i struggle with yes you could argue it's a feminist idea because i know that modern feminism would suggest that yes women should focus on their careers and and not have kids. But that's not even the topic. Like that's That wasn't even the overarching Like, point. even my reasoning has nothing to do with my career or, like, my future or yeah. anything. Because I don't it's think... It's your own personal choice because of your own personal experiences. Exactly. And even then, I shouldn't have to fucking explain yeah. my choices to anyone besides my partner. And that's the end of that. Yeah. And so long as he agrees, which sounds like he has, yeah. you Gucci. Who cares? And I genuinely hope that everyone can be comfortable expressing their opinions and finding someone, if they want to find someone, that agrees with them and mm. they don't feel pressured to do what, what things that they don't want to do. Mm. Like, I see, like, mothers sometimes out with their kids and, like, they're changing nappies and feeding. I was like, and I look at it and I think, I could never do that. 
Yeah. And once again, nothing to do with like my feminist ideas or my um, career or anything. It's just that... It's just not you personally. It's not me. Like, I don't see myself doing it. I don't see any appeal in that. Like, yes, I play with my niece and whatever. Yeah. But, and I love her to fucking death. But at the end of the day, it's not for me. I was literally just about to say that about my niece. I'm like, as someone who's just turned into an uncle this year, I love my my niece, like, to no end. She's a beautiful little girl. Mm. And look, it's interesting because before she came along, it was when probably my doubt was at its most. Yeah. When she came along, then my doubt would just it goes up and down. Now, I, sometimes I'm like I'm playing with her, or like I'm you know I'm seeing like my mum change her nappy or my sister in law change her nappy, and there are times I'm like, yeah, maybe at some point I could sort of like grow into that. I could you know yeah. just grow up in general and be better at this. Mm. But then other times, especially if I'm, I've had a bad day at work and I look at my work-life balance and it's becoming shit again, and I look at what's what my you know brother and my sister-in-law, my mum are doing for my niece, and I go, no, nah, couldn't do that. Mm. So now I think again, love my niece, but certainly seeing her has made me fluctuate really hard with my opinion. Yeah. Um. Some days I'm like 100. I think I think I'd like I'd like a child. Yeah. Other days I'm like hell no. But that doesn't mean you're gonna love her any less or more. It doesn't affect my. You're right. It does not affect my opinion towards her. I still love her endlessly. I would I, I would take a bullet for her. But again, it's just how then I sit with my own desires to have kids. That yeah. changes. My exactly. love for her remains unchanged. Mm-hmm. But there will be people who would not. Who I don't think would be able to compute that idea. Yeah. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. <laughs> Genuinely, fuck those people. Yeah. Okay, so the final topic for this episode is um, something that we were discussing earlier. Yeah. So I brought this up a while ago because I've seen it personally, and it's with converts to Islam or reverse. Sometimes mm. they like to refer to themselves as, and it's people that were either non-religious at all, or they were from a different religion. They convert or revert to Islam, but they become hardcore Muslim advocates. Yeah. And I can definitely say it is very, very similar with Christians. Born again Christians, people know anecdotally to be very full on Mm. is is how I'll word it. It's a diplomatic way I'll word it. Very full on. And the ones that I've seen, so one of my mates, I'm not going to mention him, I feel bad, but his mum was just a Christian, like white lady. Yeah. Met his dad, converted, but she became like a preacher, like it's Islam or nothing else, like yeah. just very hardcore, like takes everything literally, it's either this or nothing, mm. but it got to a point where like you could tell that it's affecting the kids from living life to an extent, as in like you can't say it out loud because like it's not allowed to, you're going to do bad things against yeah. Islam and it's these things that drive people away from the religion, if I should say. Because my experiences are a bit different from those people because I looked at it as this is my parents' actions and ideas. It's mm. not the religion. But a lot of people either, either leave Islam or they leave any sort of religious belief because they think their religion is doing this to them. Yeah. And they're miserable or like their parents are abusive. They're being very that. controlled. Because yeah. they think... Because the parents start to use religion as their weapon to justify... Abuse, manipulation, this and that. Mm. So in the kid's mind, which I don't blame them at all. It becomes like, okay, this religion is stopping me from doing this. And my parents are abusive because of the religion. Yeah. And it's a fucking sad reality. Like you're driving people away from something that could be peaceful yeah. and good for them. To help their moral compass and this and that. So, the topic we were talking about earlier, please <laughs> go ahead. So, 
someone I know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this very um, anonymous because I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to identify them mm-hmm. for their own privacy, but also just yeah, based yeah. on what I'm about to talk about, you'll understand why. Yeah. I was talking to them about what was going on in Afghanistan. Yep. And for for context, they are a uh, I believe born Muslim. Sort of lapsed, just didn't really get. They weren't. They just became really non-religious. Yeah. Then basically became a Muslim revert, convert, however you want to word it. And again, really full on. Yeah. Like, like really, basically, really conservative. We'll say. Yeah. But in like a way that I consider myself pretty conservative, but not quite like this. Yeah. So I was talking to him about, you know, what's going on in Afghanistan, and then and saying, oh, you know, like Taliban, you know, not letting you know, women get educated, all that stuff, problem, mm. sort of thought that was a, a fairly common uh, school of thought, mm. that, yes, women not being educated is a bad thing. Um, you know, call me a feminist, but <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think, they, yes, they should be. Um, and he go, he said something along the lines of, I'm not quoting him directly, but it's pretty close to this. It was like, Firstly, he said the idea that women are not being educated uh, because of the Taliban is, is a Western media myth. Like, oh, I don't think it is, my man. But that, that, beside the point, he said something along the lines of like, oh, but, you know, the way that the Taliban are, 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 are ruling in Afghanistan now, that, that's what, that's like, that, that's like, that's the proper sort of uh, Islamic rule. That's what Middle Eastern countries should be. These other Middle Eastern countries are sort of making a bit of a mockery of, of the faith. I sat there and thought, oh, you did not, you did not just basically in, endorse or at least condone the actions of the Taliban. Like, I uh, can't cringe oh. hard enough at that. I swear to God. Like, and uh, and the, ra- the reason I told you, one of the reasons I made a point of telling you is I thought, I would love to hear <laughs> your response. And I know you sort of gave me a bit of a response before we recorded, but just for the pleasure of everyone else's viewing experience. So you've told me about this person... And like their thoughts and ideas and views many times in the past, but this one fucking today just got me, man. Because I'm big on education. I genuinely believe that education is the key to solve any fucking problem we mm-hmm. have in the world. Cultural racism, anything. If it you're is not- a ticket out of a problem, and like one of the reasons I'm big on education is I'm a teacher. I was gonna say like <laughs> it, that small I believe- little. That small little fact has influenced my opinion. <laughs> I believe that teacher. you'd be got a, big on it as well because of this reason. But with this guy, like, as I've mentioned, and I gave you that little preview before because I know how reverts or converts are mm. because they go from, like, either nothing to, like, full on. Yeah. And it's because they found what's right for them. It doesn't mean that you have to preach it. Just like no. with veganism. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to preach it or shove it in people's fucking faces. Mm. It worked for you. It doesn't mean you're gonna. It's gonna work for everyone else. Like you and I, we always have like conversations and back and forth about religion. Absolutely. But it's, I've on my heart, life, anyone I love, I've never tried to like convert you. No, no, no. Or tried to shove my beliefs in your face. No, and it, there's a huge difference. I can have a conversation with you about religion where we where we can agree on a lot, mm. but I've never walked away and thought, "Was she trying to sell me on some shit?" Like I've never, I've never genuinely never ever felt that. It's always been like we're actually just discuss religion because we've got a, a, a things we agree on and disagree on, and and it's just mentally stimulating. I, it's it's yeah. it's cool, and it's we enjoyable. genuinely learn from each other. Yeah. Like, that's why we have this conversation. Whereas it's a different conversation with this guy I'm talking about, where I'm like, 
I am 200% being sold on something. And it's not, and again, it's, it's because it's it's so preachy. Not that I, and I'm and not that I'm trying to. I'm going to convert anyway. But even if like even if in a really hypothetical universe I was yeah. going to convert to Islam, like this guy's not helping the. hundred percent, and that's the fucking sad reality. Is that it becomes a thing where like you're driving people away from this, even if it could be something that is they're thinking about or mm. they're considering. You being this pushy and in their face, they're like, you know what? I don't want to become like that. Yeah. I don't want to be like that. So they drive themselves away. And it's so sad. And his thing, oh my fucking God, about saying that women, and that's how Islam is. Let me give you some fucking straight up facts. And if I would gladly that shit. debate this man on this. The first word that God sent to Prophet Muhammad was to read. Because the Prophet was illiterate and God mm. asked him to read. But God, but God did not say read. But don't worry about the women. That was never a thing. Like, yeah. Oh my God! In the Quran, the name for males and females is mentioned in the exact same amount. Like a number, like a number. If it's wise, fifty men, fifty women, yeah. the exact same amount. And if you're trying to tell me that God didn't do this on purpose, suck my ass. Like in the least <laughs> sexual way, suck whoever is listening. Oh, debate me on this. I believe in Islam that the first thing that God created before the earth and anything, yeah, yeah. it was a tool in in Arabic, it's the qalam. It's like a tool to write with. Okay. A pencil. Yeah. What do you use a fucking pencil to do? To get educated. Yeah. So, alright. So if we hear these two facts, the first thing that God created was a pencil. He mm-hmm. told the prophet to read for the first thing. Where's this heading? Where's this heading towards? Not to read about making fucking meth or to yeah. preach people and fucking shove them towards a religion. No, it was for education. Yeah. Because education, once again, is key. And this man, I know you told me a while ago that he was saying something about women shouldn't have been able like, to speak in public places or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah, because he guys. was sending me some YouTube videos on this, on this like, like basically this one, a Muslim scholar who, again, very sort of conservative guy. Yeah. Um, I won't drop the name of, of, this, of the guy he's telling me about, mainly because like, I just, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not, this is going to sound very like social justice warrior of me, but I really don't think this guy deserves like the airtime. Oh, 100%. Because honestly, the, I, I, every once in a while, he'll, this guy will pop up on my YouTube recommenders. Like a short three minute video. I listen to her and I fucking throw my phone across the room. So I'm like, 100%. you are talking bullshit. Like this man, apparently, that video that you sent me, it's this guy saying that women should not be teachers or public speakers because if a man listens to that voice, they get turned on. Yeah, and they like, get sexually aroused. When I, they actually, because I was sort of forgetting the, the first video he sent me that I know I sent you. That was the one. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, one of the things that this same guy tries to sell me on is, you know, what, Islam is one of the only religions that's very much based in science. Okay, I, I, I do believe, I certainly do believe that to a, to a fair extent because I know that there is a lot of sort of scientific um, understanding within the Quran. Yeah. All right, not debating that. Where's the scientific understanding of if a woman if a woman looks at a man she becomes this like oh no sorry if if, if men uh, watch women speak they become they just melt in their horniness. Uh, if someone is listening to my voice and they get turned on, hit me up, please. <laughs> like I would just like to like ask, how is my fucking voice turning someone on? But also, I sit there and go like, I know when I was in school, primary school, high school, where I had more than enough, enough female teachers. Whether or not they were attractive or not, I didn't look at them and go, because they are women, I am turned on. <laughs> like, it was not... It, like, I was like, oh... 
And that's what kills me. It's these people taking some things to an extreme. And remember when you sent me that video? I sent you another one of this lady that popped up on my TikTok. Because once again, TikTok knows I'm fucking Muslim. Of this lady dropping names and facts and historical evidence of all these Muslim preachers and scholars from the past that made the people that you're... Any book you're fucking reading, they were taught by women. Mm. All like historical Muslim schools, they were taught by women. So if you're trying to tell me that this is the same religion that stopped women from publicly speaking, why did they teach scholars? Make it fucking make sense. Sahih al-Bukhari was taught by a woman and he's the most acknowledged Muslim scholar of history. He was taught by... I'm going to stab myself in the neck. (laughs) Before you do that, but see, this is my point in that and again, maybe, look, once upon a time, I, I will tell you right now, I would have been sucked into this. But thankfully, over the passage of time, I've become wiser. People look at the, like, these kind of attitudes from certain, I'm not, I'm going to say, not necessarily always Muslim, but certain Middle Eastern men, yeah. I'll say, and they conflate that with, well, this is Islam. And, yep. it's so, and again, once upon a time, I know I would have gotten sucked into that and believed it wholeheartedly. Now I, yep. I go, no, this is a... Actually, this is probably more the minority opinion. Mm. Somehow, this is what gets spread around. Yep. And this is why people always have this instantly negative view of like Islam or Middle Eastern culture. Yeah. When to most other people, that's not so. Mm. Like, I look at perhaps Middle, uh, Middle Eastern slash Muslim students that I teach. Yeah. I would argue that I, I've certainly never heard and wouldn't think that any of them look around their class and go, too many women in this room. <laughs> and God forbid they ever did, which they wouldn't, but if they did, even I would ha- happily 100% be like, if, if you find this a problem, and maybe I'm a dick for saying this, maybe this, like a teaching within a Catholic school, I'm like, maybe this isn't for you. Tell them to, I dare them to say that in front of their mothers or sisters. I dare your fucking sexist ass to say that to someone who's a woman in your life. Hmm. Or even other... Muslim girls in or in other in your class or in other classes, go and tell them no, go home. You know, yep. I, I don't want you here. I'd see how far you get. Oh, and that that's what like kills me with these people is because they're the most vocal ones because they think everything around them is mm. wrong. That this is the how the way that and Islam I've said this be. to you. It's it's and, and not that I know anyone who's been through this this particular story, but people, this is a thing. Yeah. That. It's often, like, people who go to jail, that's often when they'll convert to a religion. Yeah. Usually Christianity, also often Islam. Yeah, yeah. And it's often those people that become quite preachy. It's like, mm-hmm. and again, I've said this to you before, I know that, yes, everyone can atone for their sins and be forgiven, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like these people who come out of jail and, you know, somehow get on the soapbox and start being like, oh, you're all corrupt and everything. It's like, where did you come from? <laughs> Exactly. Where did you get converted? That just let me hear that one more time. Exactly. I and again, it's not that I'm not saying that they can't be forgiven for what they've done. Depends on what they did, to be fair, if you ask me. But I'm not saying they can't be forgiven religiously for what they've done. Yep. I'll say. But don't also forget what you once were. Mm. People can forgive, but they definitely don't forget. Mm-hmm. I'm sure God can forgive. If we're going to get religious, God can forgive. But he certainly won't forget where you've come from. And people won't forget either. People won't forget. Yes, people so, may not have the ability to forgive you or erase your sins or whatever it is. Definitely won't but forget. they won't forget. Yeah. And that's know. what kills me. Like that video that you sent me, I know the guy, like, and I've watched heaps of his things. And that's why, like, 
he comes from a culture that is very not your mate like the, vi- the, yeah, YouTube, the, video the, guy. the YouTube video guy yeah. um, he comes from a culture where culture and religion like go hand in hand yeah. and that's when it becomes very dangerous that it becomes like a matter of you can't do this the religion says this yeah. but then you look into it and you're like actually n- no it yeah. doesn't like I'm gonna this is a dark example to use but and I might cry but like bear with me my parent one, one time my mother like wholeheartedly goes to me like I can beat you because like the Quran lets me what? and for years in my mind I was like this is how they're justifying it and like that's what it should be and then I looked into it and as soon as I watched that video I literally went up to her like sobbing with like the video on my laptop crying and I was like your reasoning you're gonna have to answer someone to one day you're gonna have to face God one day and say I use this as a reasoning but it's completely false. Jesus. And what the Quran is saying is that you can discipline your children, but as many things in the Quran, it gives you a passage, but there is hadith and things from the Prophet that he explains what the things were. Okay. What he said is that you can't bruise them, you can't hit them on the face, hmm. you can't hit them with a thing. Uh, what's the saying? A rule of thumb? Do you know where that came from? No. That saying? Um, no. This is a Western thing that women used to get beaten by their husbands. So the court system made it into something that you can beat your wife with something that is of the size of your thumb, a stick. Right. The size of that's literally where the saying comes from. So, God, I don't know how I feel about using that phrase anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the same thing in Islam. Fourteen hundred years ago. Yeah. The Prophet said you can discipline your children but you can't hit them with something larger than your thumb. Right. So for my mum to hear that, it crashed her fucking world. Because I came in with facts and said, you're wrong. Argue, the, argue this, please. Like, this is what yeah. the God that you're trying to explain to me allowed you to do. He's saying that this is wrong. What are you going to tell him? Justify yourself to him later on. You're, you got balls to it having that conversation. That's, but that's... it got to a point where like I was sick of them using religion to justify their yeah. fucking shitty behavior. Fair enough. And I, I don't blame you. At some point, you're going to be like, this dash... And again, it's like, how, and you, I can't I understand why you had that, I guess, curiosity or that just genuine upset, like, feeling back then. Because you go, how is it that religion that's supposed to perhaps provide, you know, positive moral compasses and all, all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. How can it justify this? And when I looked into it and not listening to people that were using it to justify their yeah. shitty behavior, it wasn't real. That was the culture. They were using the, the fucking culture and then using the... Re- they were applying the culture yeah. but using the religion to justify their shit. Because culture doesn't fucking stand at anything. It has no like moral standing. Yeah. But as soon as religion comes in, that becomes a different fucking story. Culture is like... I'm trying to... I, I, I had, this is going to sound like a really shit comparison. Culture is the equivalent of like the sort of like popular in jokes. It's just, well, everyone does, everyone in this part of the world does it. Yeah. So it's just sort of the thing that happens. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't actually mean a whole lot. People yeah. stick to it and maybe with, there's probably some psychology in that. I don't doubt. But in terms of like, you know, it, it doesn't mean shit. Exactly. And no? that's why they don't use, they never say like, my culture allows me to do this. It's my religion. Because, exactly. It has literally no fucking leg to stand somehow on. the religion has more, arguably has more of a leg to stand on. Yeah. And, and for them, it's a way to like ease their conscience and make them feel good about themselves and the things they do. And the same principle applies like to the Taliban that we were talking about mm. and like ISIS and shit. They would take this one fucking passage 
and don't look into interpretations and nothing around it. Mm. They're like, yep, I will do exactly this. Kill the infidels. Yeah. Look into it. Fuck it. What does that fucking mean? They waged a fucking war. Sorry, they waged a war against the West and people in the Middle East based on one fucking passage that had no fuck. That wasn't it. And people, so this is on a larger scale, but people do that every fucking day. Every fucking day. And unless we literally stand up to these fucking assholes and Mm. say, that's not fucking right. And that, go and fucking the, read a book. And I sit there and I go like, Matt, this guy that I, that was telling me all this bullshit about how he basically condones the Taliban's behaviour, I go, my God, thank, I'm glad you, you didn't become a teacher. Because imagine getting, especially if he was at a school like mine, where I know that there are, I know that there are students and all their families who have been directly affected by what's going on right now. Mm. Imagine if this dude actually had the cheek to stand in front of some of these kids and be like, yeah, this is this good. We like this. This is this is what we should all be doing. Mate, these kids would be like, sir, with all due respect, fuck you. <laughs> I don't blame them. Fuck you and fuck off. Yeah. So like when I was explaining, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm taking a side here or telling the kids how to think. I'm like, again, considering that there are literally women being in the room, like female students, yeah. I don't think I'm persuading anyone or inserting my political opinions mm. when I go... Yes, it's wrong that a certain regime doesn't want to educate women, wants them to just stay at home, wants them to wants them not to leave a house without a man. I'm like, I don't think I'm, that's not a, I, I don't think that there's a, a level of unprofessional bias in that. Yeah. Again, and it may be saying that in a, fir, in, a in a first world, very Western progressive country, a, a, a very democratic country like Australia, yes, that might sound very obvious, yeah. but it's like, yeah, we are going to say that because that's where we live. But that was and the case back in the day in Arabia as well. Before you had people like extremists like the Taliban. Exactly, because the Prophet was there like, no, like you can't fucking do this, you can't yeah. fucking do that, because this is the right way. Before Islam came and the Prophet I want, I want you Prophet to debate came. this guy so bad. Oh my God, I would go in with like references, fucking dot points, and just annihilate his ass. Mm. So, uh, also a passage in the Quran, it was... There was a shame attached to girls being born into families. Mm-hmm. So they were being buried alive as soon as they're born. Oh, for God's sake. And the Quran yeah. said, it literally said, what guilt and what sin did she commit that she's buried alive? Yeah. Like, you're born sinless. Why is she being buried for the sake of being born a female? Like, nothing allows you to do that. Yeah. This religion came to stop the killing of females unjustly. And he's trying to fucking tell me this is the same religion that says, you know what? You have the right to live, but not... No, the, the right to be alive, but not to live. Not get a fucking education. Yeah. Not own anything. Be not someone's leave, fucking property. Yeah, not leave the house without a man. Shit like that. Make it make sense. See, I remember years ago, and again, it's probably that... Especially talking to you, probably doing, you know, looking up stuff on my own. Realising that... there are, you know, In the same way that there's moderate Christians and moderate Catholics and stuff. There are mo- there's moderate Muslims. You know, years ago, that that was, I think, and to be fair, I think a lot of people maybe even still have this mentality, but there will be a lot of people I know had that mentality, certainly when I was growing up, that, you know, well, that was just Islam as a whole. Yeah. And I think now, now that I've looked into it, I get the idea that, yes, it, certainly Islam is nicer to women than what a lot of people are led to believe. Mm. I think because extremism gets so much press on the, gets so much airtime on the media, it's in the press all the fucking time. Yeah. 
that that's what sort of the, 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 the general consensus, whereas a lot of people don't realize that, you know, in the same, like, for example, I generally see Catholics as very, like, moderate. I've rarely ever come across, like, a really, I don't think I've ever really come across a really preachy Catholic. Yeah. Whereas, certainly I've known, like, I did a placement in the school that was very full of, like, Pentecostals and stuff. Mm. Or like different other different um, denominations, Christianity, which are much more full on. Again, I don't know if these people were converts; they were born that way, but they were just very full on. Mm. And I and now I realise it's probably the same thing with Muslims. That yes, you have people that have weird fucking views, like the Taliban. What they're doing is is normal and appropriate and good. Mm. But you have a, a, a huge amount of other Muslims that go, no, yeah, women should be educated. Yes, the hijab is optional. You know, and about a million other things that like misconceptions that people have. Yeah. And I'm glad I know this now so that when I hear stuff like what he's saying, I don't see that as representative of Islam and be like, oh, well, I now see this is why I don't like Islam. I go, that's your opinion. Mm. Well, that's your take on it. Your take is the really extreme take. Mm. 80 to 90% of other people would go, no, you can get fucked. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Yep. So I'm glad that over time I've been afforded the opportunity to see both ends. Yeah. Moderate Islam and extreme Islam. Yeah. They're not the same. Exactly. I've really seen it. Exactly. And again, like you were saying before, there's a difference in that we can talk about religion. I'm not being sold on anything. I'm not selling you on anything. Yeah. You're not selling me on anything. Cool. I'm quarter Catholic anyways. You can't, yeah, sell, no, Jesus. You can't sell me Catholic. Yes, you're a quarter Catholic, obviously. <laughs> That's obviously how religion works. Um, whereas I go to this bloke and... I don't, I, I don't get a moderate conversation. Mm. I get a very preachy conversation. There's lots of subtle digs to Christianity, which I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not, just because I teach religion in a Catholic school, I'm, I'm far from a, a spokesperson. Mm. I'm not going to sit, sit here and I try to defend it where I can, mm. but he talks to me like I should, I, I've, I've got quotes from the Bible memorized. Sorry, I don't. Mm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and defend something that I'm not well versed in, but also it's not really my job to defend Christianity. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not a priest. I'm not a pastor. Just like it's not his job to preach Islam. No. I'm not going to convert no matter how much you try and pre- sell me on this. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I don't know if that's necessarily his mission, but it really comes across that way. And I'm honestly glad that you have the mental capacity, thankfully, to understand the difference between the two, mm. or between these two extremes, per se. And at the same time, you know for a fact that there are different people that are not always like this. No. And, and I see it, I, I see it with Christians. There were, you know, again, teaching in a Catholic school, I don't, I see very few, if any, people that, you know, have like a genuine issue with, you know, homosexuality or gay marriage or particularly gay students. Oh, I wish, oh, I want to know what this guy has to say about all that. I can tell you now he's not a fan. Oh my God. Whereas having done a placement in a, very a much more full-on christian school i can tell you that they're not the biggest fan of the gays they're not the biggest fan of gay marriage right so one of the things that i've certainly been educated on even last few years is actually the 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 extremism and and the moderate sort of groups in both christianity and islam Mm. and i think learning both of them for me parallel informed me about the other yeah learning one is certainly informed me about the other yeah uh, and honestly, the way I look at it is, there would be extremist Christians who go, no, like Islam is is, is going to be like, you know, is wants death to the West and all that. And I'll sit there and go, 
yes, extremist Muslims probably have that real death to the West kind of view. Mm. But do you not see that perhaps you might have maybe, I don't know, maybe not as terroristy, but <laughs> still pretty full-on views about the Middle East or Islam as, as a whole? Also, I actually see extremists on both religions as, as much more similar than they'll ever care to admit. Um, and do you know how many Muslims live in the fucking West as well? Hmm. So for someone to say, all Muslims sing death to, to the West, what do you think the rest of us are doing here? Yeah. Like, I, and look, when, when, he, when this guy I'm talking about has made like scathing comments about how bad like Western culture is, it's, it's going to sound very Pauline Hanson, like go back to where you came from, but there is always that small part of me that goes, you can move voluntarily if you really actually detest Western culture and Western society. This guy owns a business here, we'll say. If, if, you, if you genuinely, morally, religiously don't like it here, there is the other option of moving across the world to a place where you clearly prefer. He was... If you're condoning what the Taliban is doing in Afghanistan... Hell, you... Good luck fucking surviving yeah. there. Again, I, I probably sound like a really passive Pauline Hanson right no, now. No, no, like, I'm, I'm but... I literally wrote it on my notes. If you don't like the West, go back to where you came from. Yeah. Because it's completely true. You're working under, like, a capitalist Western ideology or in a business within this world. Yeah. And you're fucking shitting on you, it. You've, you've gotten, like, married here. I, I, I think the guy... I'm assuming the guy will have kids at some point. Like you'll probably have kids. If, if you don't like what they're going to be raised into. <laughs> you have a better chance of moving to that side of the world than anyone from there coming to here. Yeah. You can go there on a plane, move all your stuff there voluntarily, and you're Gucci. The other, you know, I've been reading Boy Overboard recently. I think I've told yeah, you about yeah. that. This Morris Glatzman novel um, to my year eights, which is about a bunch of uh, boys from Afghanistan, a family, I should say, from Afghanistan who had to leave because they got caught running a school for girls. Yeah. And when I, the line I basically said to my year eights is, well, I think we'll wrap it up here because the podcast has gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I've been talking for ages. But the point is, is like, what I said to them is, this, to, to perhaps 90, almost 100% of you in this class, this is probably just some fiction. You go and ask other students in this school, this isn't fiction. This is this is probably just a story that happened. Probably it's to just them. history. Yeah. It's literally just history. It's yeah. a thing that happened. So, you know, I sit there and I go, people have to. People are clearly running from there, and then literally they're millions or hundreds of thousands. Mm. You're arguing that you actually like Taliban rule. Please go and take your wife and go and take your future children there. We'll swap you. You know we'll what? Swap. Get a family from there, yeah. and you go and live there. We probably sound like the biggest, like, op, like, the, like, like, in an alternate universe, Pauline Hanson. No, but like, but I was there. Like, I was in these people fucking. Shoes, I was gonna say, and I would it... swap with a cunt that doesn't appreciate <laughs> the freedom and the right to education mm. and vote and all the above in this country, and send him back. Like, go fucking. I mentioned enjoy this that. to you because I thought I wanted someone who has come from there to here. Yeah. is clearly staying here and ain't going anywhere. Hell no. <laughs> I wanted to know what you thought of someone who's basically saying, "I live here." But I like what they've got going on over there. It just sounds so ungrateful. So blindly mm. ungrateful to what you have here. And it kills me because there's people that would kill yeah. to be in his place here. And I, they wouldn't yeah. shit on the West and they would do the best with the opportunities they're giving. And they wouldn't complain to fucking their yeah. clients or whatever it is when they fucking help them out. But they would genuinely enjoy being here and be grateful for surviving. Yeah. I had a similar conversation like... It was actually the, the same morning I had this conversation. That morning, my, my it was my year one of my year eight classes. 
They were like, oh, I want to go home. Oh, I hate school. They're just, they're just being 13-year-olds having a massive bitch about school. And I've got to be honest, I actually sort of brought up your situation. I said, I have a friend who actually, like, when she was in high school, loved the idea of education because she hadn't gotten it for nearly half a decade because she was fleeing her home country. I said, you guys are sitting here having a, a, bit, a bitch and complain about, oh, school shit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there are people who, would get, who have given life and limb to try and get an education in this country. Mm. Be happy and be grateful. Mm. I don't know if it got through to them. I hope one day the penny drops. Yeah. But I, I remember, because you're not even telling me, like, how much you valued, like, when you started at St. Michael's with me. Yeah. How much you were, like, just happy to be back in the classroom. Yeah. And when I heard them bitching, I thought, now is the perfect time to perhaps, like, bring them back down to planet Earth. Yeah. This is also the class that also has the biggest video game addiction. <laughs> Going back to a previous <laughs> that topic. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically. Thank you for uh, using me as an example, by the way. Thank you. No, as long as you I, I appreciate the name mind. drop. <laughs> but, because I just sat there and thought, you guys need a reality check. 100%. So, moral of the story of this podcast is, we've come a long way with technology. Uh, vegans just chill the fuck out. Um, extreme Muslims chill the fuck extreme out. Extreme Muslims chill the fuck out. Side note, extreme Christians chill the fuck out. Um... And China, look, probably, I don't know if I like the government mandate, but honestly, not the worst idea in the world. I mm-hmm. never thought I'd say that, but China, you do, you do <laughs> well your done. boo. You do well your done. boo. Well done. Well, thanks. <coughs> I'm dying. <laughs> you're, that, you're that ecstatic now. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I am not sorry if I offended anyone. Um, fuck you and your wrong opinions. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, stop shoving veganism in our faces. I'm gonna eat meat until the day I die. Lamb fucking is delicious. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll talk again. This will be a common thing from now on because yeah, uni break is coming up. Your school holidays yeah, are coming so, up. Yeah, so uh, yeah, work's about to finish. Exactly. It's gonna be a hell of podcast. G times, homie. G times. So. Gonna be good. Thanks for listening. Once again, uh, let us know what you guys want us to talk about because we always have shit to talk yes. about. And we have hella opinions. Um, anyways, Peace. yes. Thanks. Bye.